It's time now for the complete story with Dick Bott, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here is Dick Bott with today's complete story. I'm going to tell you what, folks. I'm flying solo again today. Rich isn't in the studio, but we all know what the nation has been thinking about and grieving over that situation in Florida. My word, that neighborhood, that town, that whole town was uh, credited with being the safest city in Florida. I think it was last year. So we all know what's on on our mind. I'll tell you this, um, that shooter, that killer, he was a kid at one time. He was a child. I don't know who raised him. I don't know what his situation was, but I'll tell you this, it wasn't good. Um, I mean, let's look at the evidence, folks. He didn't have a mother and a father that loved him and raised him and guided him and disciplined him, shaped him, and let him know that he was their son. Anyway, that's what we have today. But this is the way it should be. I want you to hear this, and I want you to enjoy it, because let me say this. There are a lot of children today who have a mom and a dad and they're being raised properly, and they're in a church, and they've got something to look forward to. Listen to this with me. Everybody ought to know. Jesus. 
everybody ought to know who Jesus is. Let me see. Um, they have churches in Florida. Uh, they have churches everywhere. But this obviously, obviously, this, this uh, young fellow, this teenager, for heaven's sake, he's had years of bitterness and anger and, uh, and rebellion. And obviously, no one has been raising him. No one has been training him. No one's been doing the things that parents are supposed to do, that families are supposed to accomplish. But our society is walking away from that. Our society is wanting to say, well, the problem is the gun or the problem is the, is the, is the board that somebody was hit with or the knife or blame it on anything other than the fact that the person, the person was a child at one time, a little one, and uh, something went wrong. They weren't given the type of, of raising that I like to think every child deserves. And society is walking away from that. Now we have a mess on our hands. Have a mess on our hands in Florida. Had a mess on our hands in Colorado with Columbine. Have a mess on our hands. Remember, it was in Eugene, Oregon, I think it was. And there are so many other cases where we have a mess on our hands because the kids are going crazy with rage and being uh, raising themselves and all of those things. So when it happens, a lot of people are hurt. When it happens, a lot of people grieve. There are relatives and, and uh, classmates and everybody. Everybody grieves because it shouldn't have happened, and yet it did. But I want to tell you one other thing now. If you turn your eyes on Jesus, turn your eyes on Jesus, why, well, he's the healer. But anyway, I want you to listen to this now. Carol Robertson tells us what is, what is the result of something that is a real sorrow. By the way, I heard from other people this week who are losing relatives. People die. People disappear from, from being able to be part of the family, being able to be with their friends, things like that. That's a sorrow. That's a terrible heartache. Okay, so now listen to this and just reflect on it with me. He washed my eyes with tears that I might see the broken heart I had was good for me. He tore it all apart and looked inside. He found it full of fear and foolish pride. He swept away the things that made me blind. And then I saw the clouds were silver lined, and now I understand twas best for me. He washed my eyes with tears that I might see. Thank you. 
washed my eyes with tears that I might see the glory of himself revealed in me. I did not know that he had wounded hands. I saw the blood he spilt upon the sands. I saw the marks of shame and wept and cried. He was my substitute For me he died For me he died And now I'm glad he came So tenderly And washed my eyes with tears That I might see Well, you see, that comes into everybody's life sooner or later. But one thing is sure, when those little ch- those little children are very, very young, well, then somebody has to teach them to, to love their neighbor as they love themselves. But I'm telling you now, it's kind of a sorry mess, isn't it? The way teenagers in the schools have no answer to it because the schools will not allow hardly even the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag anymore, let alone an acknowledgment of God and, uh, and all of that. Now, in the 1990s, in Wichita, Kansas, keep in mind somebody was saying that Kansas is a wonderful state, and it is. But I want to tell you, there's a mixture of everything in Kansas. Otherwise, how on earth did Kathleen Sebelius get elected governor back then? And it was Kathleen Sebelius that gave cover to George Tiller, the third trimester abortionist in Wichita. And, of course, he bought and paid for a lot of politicians um, all over the place and— and my word, I could tell you story after story after story about that. But it was a terrible time when people were trying and grieving and frankly still are. But then somebody went crazy. Somebody went crazy and, uh, and shot George Tiller. By the way, he shot George Tiller, uh, I think, in the vestibule of a, of a Lutheran church in Wichita. Um, the Lutheran Church was the ELCA. I think that's the that's the Northern Lutheran Church, and they they you know they they're in favor of abortion and and all that sort of thing. Well, anyway, they they gave George Tiller uh, the abortionist there when they gave him cover, and he could go there and be a respectable person and all that sort of thing. Well, this this one fellow, he just he just kind of went nuts and he shot George Tiller. Well, after that. My friend Joe Wright, who pastored Central Christian Church in Wichita, a godly man, and he was asked to give a prayer to the Kansas Senate 
it was either the Kansas Senate or the Kansas House. And uh, in the opening prayer, George, um, my good friend, Joe Wright, why, he just prayed to God. He didn't try and make it flowery and make everybody happy as a lark. He just prayed to God and said, we all need to repent. We all need to repent. Lord, bring bring order out of our chaos and bring peace. Well, when he prayed, and you're going to hear that in a minute, why some of the politicians got up and walked out. They thought he's disrespecting us. They said, why, he can't say that about us. Why, we're big shots. Why, we're more important than to sit here and listen to what he's doing in his prayer. It's supposed to be a respectable prayer. And look what he's saying um, about our failures as a society and everything else. Well, Paul Harvey, Paul Harvey picked up on that. And he put that on his entire national uh, uh, news network uh, program. And I have his voice, and I want you to hear exactly what Paul Harvey said. Here it is. Man, oh man, they won't invite Pastor Joe to the Kansas State Legislature again. They invited Pastor Joe Wright of Wichita Central Christian Church to deliver the invocation, and he told God on them. Now God knows what they've been up to. And no sooner has their guest chaplain concluded his prayer than three Democrats on the state legislature are on their feet at microphones protesting he can't talk like that about us representative delbert gross called the invocation gross derisive sanctimonious and overbearing representative david haley called it blasphemous and ignorant representative sabrina standifer echoed the indignation what in the world had pastor joe said in topeka which incited the righteous wrath of three democrats from hayes and kansas city well <laughs> I have secured the entire text of the invocation so that you can evaluate it for yourself. What was it these Democrats didn't like? Quote, Heavenly Father, we come before you today to ask your forgiveness and to seek your direction and guidance. We know your word says woe to those who call evil good, and that's exactly what we've done. We've lost our spiritual equilibrium. We've inverted our values. We confess that we've ridiculed the absolute truth of your word in the name of moral pluralism. We've worshipped other gods and called it multiculturalism. We've endorsed perversion and called it alternative lifestyle. We've exploited the poor and called it a lottery. We've neglected the needy and called it self-preservation. We've rewarded laziness and called it welfare. Father, in the name of choice, we have killed our unborn, and then in the name of right to life, we've killed abortionists. We've neglected to discipline our children and called it building esteem. We have abused power and called it political savvy. We have coveted our neighbor's possessions and called it taxes. We have polluted the air with profanity and pornography and called it freedom of expression. We have ridiculed the time-honored values of our forefathers and called it enlightenment. Search us, O God. Know our hearts today. Try us and show us any wicked in us and then cleanse us from every sin and set us free. Guide and bless these men and women who have been sent here by the people of Kansas and who have been ordained by you to govern this great state. Grant them your wisdom to rule and may their decisions direct us to the center of your will. I ask it in the name of your Son, the living Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 
I say amen. I say amen. If we had more pastors like Joe Wright who could stand up and speak and, and, and say truth, why things would be better. Uh, let those that don't want to listen, these are the Democrats there that got up and stomped around and took a microphone. They said, well, how come he's talking like that? He can't, he can't get away with that, so on and so forth. But you see, that brings it to the forefront, doesn't it? Of course, I want to tell you this. I remember that very well. The media didn't pick up on it at all. The media didn't have anything to say about it because they thought, why, those those politicians that get up and stomped around, they were they were just fine. But you know what? You could take a dollar bill right out of your pocket now and look at what it says. It says, in God we trust. This was our national motto. I noticed when the president was giving his State of the Union address, over his head in the House of Representatives, carved in stone, I think it is, but it says, in God we trust. Isn't that amazing? Well, I tell you what, it does get back to each individual person. Each individual person is either going to be a father or a mother. And if they are a teenager, if they are a youngster, if they are five Five years old, somebody has to be in charge. Somebody has to raise them, love them, care for them, show them the way, and then insist, of course, that they learn the rules, the rules of good behavior, the rules of looking out after somebody else, all of those things. But it still comes down to the individual person. And Jim Reeves has a question that he wants to ask each and every one of us. Here it is. How long has it been since you talked with the Lord and told him your heart's hidden secrets? How long since you prayed? How long since you stayed on your knees till the Shone through. How long has it been since your mind felt at ease? How long since your heart knew no burden? Can you call him your friend? How long has it been? Since you knew that he cared for you How long has it been Since you knelt by your bed Since you woke with the dawn and felt this day is worth living, can you call him your friend? 
Since you knew that he cared for you. Yeah. You know, that's exactly right. That's a question to each and every one of us. By the way, this is kind of a special personal thing where I'm concerned. By the way, I'm going to the doctor now next Wednesday, and he's going to look down into my vocal cords and into my throat Hope he doesn't find anything that I'll be unhappy about. But uh, I'm going to let you know because you're part of my family. Anyway, I want to tell you that our good friend, Elnora, uh, she's a lady in Kansas City. And Elnora is pretty elderly now, but she has been a servant of the Lord for all of these many, many years. I think I've known Elnora probably for 40 years but she's having quite a procedure, quite an operation, and we certainly pray that uh, the Lord will be close to her and, and it will all work out according to his will. And that reminds me of a song that Carol Robertson wrote and sang. It's called Faith. You know, when we have faith, then we put legs on our faith, and that creates action and movement Anyone can sit around on a fence post. Anyone can sit around on a rock. Anyone can be a spectator. But when you have genuine faith, that emboldens you to go out and seize the day. Here's the song. Prayer is the key to heaven. But faith unlocks the door Words are so easily spoken A prayer without faith Is like a boat without an oar Have faith when you speak to the master that's all he asks you for. Yes, prayer is the key to heaven, but faith unlocks the door. How many times? Have you prayed for something big or small? How long did you have to wait? Or did the answer ever come at all? Words are mere expressions of thought and nothing more. Believing is what really counts, my friend. And faith is what unlocks the door. Have faith when you speak to the Master. That's all He asks you for. Yes, pray. To heaven, 
nature of things that a person, uh, 8, 10, 12 years old, and they grow up and they have start getting a dream. They start dreaming. They start dreaming about being an adult. What am I going to do? Uh, what do I don't do with my life? And on and on and on. And then the dream, of course, gets bigger, and they think about marriage, and they think about a family. They think about children. That's all wonderful. It's in the Bible, by the way. That's the way God made it. And uh, I want to tell our folks again, be sure to call our listener comment line wherever you live, 800-345-2621. That's 800-345-2621. Now let's talk about this dream business for just a moment. Uh, it's your dreams that turn into visions and your visions turn into action. And it starts with a dream. Uh, you look through the Bible and see how many times that word is mentioned. Listen to this song. If you don't have a dream, how can your dream come true? If you don't have a dream, where's your life headed to? God has a plan for everyone it seems. But you'll never be the best you can be If you don't have a dream Don't have a dream If you don't have a dream The chance you will lose God wants to bless people just like you if you don't have a dream, there's only one thing to do. Put your faith in Jesus, your life he'll redeem. If you don't have a dream, so whatever Jesus, your best, and reach for the stars. If you don't have a dream, life will pass you by. The things God can do, you will be surprised. He loved you so much. On a cross he gave his life Make today be a day That counts for eternity If you don't have a dream If you don't have a dream How can your dream come true? If you don't have a dream, where's your life headed to? God has a plan for everyone, it seems. But you'll never be the best you can be if you don't have a
it, folks. That's the whole, that's the whole um, ball of wax, isn't it? It starts out with faith in Christ, accepting him as your Savior, and then enjoying your living as a Christian. And let the Lord, you see, call the shots. Uh, he knows better than we. He made us. He knew us before we were ever formed in our mother's womb. So anyway, this is Dick Bott with this chapter, The Complete Story as a Public Service, and I'll see you later. Mm-hmm.